the thought is, right, we have these huge sibling groups that come into foster care, right? And they're spread all across the state. I mean, I have five kids. I can't imagine them being separated, right? Me neither. And yeah. so you have a community of people, Agape Ranch, supporting you through their programs because we do all these programs to support foster families, adoptive families. Aging Out Youth is yes. another home yes. that will be on the ranch as the youth age out. At 18, what do they do? Welcome back to another episode of Kingdom Heirs, where faith meets business, inspiring the kingdom-minded entrepreneur. Today, I've got the great privilege of having with me Susan Klaus, who is the founder of Agape Ranch and the CEO of Agape Harbor. Today, we're going to be discussing what's most important when you launch a ministry and how you get started with a ministry. Uh, let's get started. Hi, how are you, Susan? Welcome to the welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, James. This is fun. You're already having fun. Yes. We always have the pre the pre warm up show, which we haven't really showed anybody yet. But um, before we do all these shows, we always have like a pre warm up, and there's usually a lot of fun things that are happening. Because if you're not laughing before you get started, right, uh, it could be kind of like a stale conversation. <laughs> so, um, you know, Susan, one of the things that I, I I like about what you guys are doing, you and Tim, uh, you and Tim have been married for 20 years. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys have uh, five children. Three of them are adopted. One is through the international adoption. Uh, two is through foster to adopt state adoption. And two of them are your own DNA. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I love adoption because I was adopted spiritually. And that's one of the great things that God God does is that he adopts us. Mm. He calls us his own. Mm -hmm. And and I had a very real sense of that uh, as a young man as being adopted into God's family. Right. And so I, I love, so God, God loves adoption. It's like, it's part of his DNA is adoption. So, um, I'm curious with you, with, with Agape Ranch and Agape Harbor, you know, where, where did your, your passion come from to get involved in helping vulnerable children, orphans, um, uh, children that needed advocating for themselves? I couldn't advocate, but to step into advocate, where did that start, um, for you in your life? Gosh, how far do I go back? But, um, Let's see. I was raised in a non-Christian home. And so it wasn't something that I grew up with where it was like, follow the Lord. It was never that. It was right. my parent. My dad was actually really upset with me that I became a Christian. Wow. And so I guess that was a difference, I guess, for me of like it was a very conscious choice to follow Jesus because I knew my dad was going to be mad at me. That's good. Wow. Yeah. And so in the process of that, I was in eighth grade. And by the time I was in high school, I had the sense that I had to make a choice. There's a difference between saved and where the Lord says, am I your Lord? Uh, right? That's big. Yeah. And in, in, the, in high school years, I started thinking through that. And then in college, I had to actually answer that question. I felt like I needed to answer the Lord. Am I just saved or is he my Lord? Where did that, where did that first get planted in you? Just like what was school. it that just kind of was it you, people around you? Were you a circle of there was like a certain group of people that were just loving on you, or is this one right? person? Like what was it? Yeah, um, the word. Okay. Because I wasn't 
I wasn't, I had to fight to go to church, right? Uh, it wasn't okay. like my parents were like, I'll take you to church. Yeah. It was like, if I did all of these things, then you can go to church kind of wow. a thing. Okay. So the word, the Bible, like I had to read it on my own, right? Yeah. In high school. And then I started joining, I started actually a high school club at my high school and a Christian club there. And I, love it. I was like, all right, well, we can do this at school then. Fine. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Keep it easy. I right? love it. Um, so... All that to say, in high school, I started because I started driving and I was able to go on my own and things like that. And so, really, through the word, where I just felt like the, I mean, even the Old Testament, right, just keeps on pointing it back to, yes. am I your God? Yes. Am I your first? Be am faithful. I right? Be faithful. Yes. And yes. so, just over and over again, I think it was just like the Holy Spirit was saying, "Am I your Lord?" Wow. And in college, I joined InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, and. Man, they are so discipleship oriented yes, yes. that they continue to challenge that thought of, are you saved or is God your Lord? Mm. And so it, I had to answer it. I had to, like, I felt like I had to answer that. And I do remember very specifically, we, I was at a retreat and I was like, yeah, he's my Lord. He has my everything. Wow. Yeah. And then from there, once you have that established in your heart, in your mind, mm -hmm. you start to walk it out, yes. being faithful. Discipleship mm -hmm. is a huge thing. Mm -hmm. You know, being saved is great, is wonderful. It's it's the free gift of God is, mm -hmm. is salvation. Um, uh, but many people camp there. Mm -hmm. They camp there and they yeah. miss out in fully um, immersing themselves in uh, the waters, the living waters, mm -hmm. which is then begins discipleship. Yeah. Right. And so discipleship is like learning the disciplines of a sport or mm -hmm. uh, of a business, you know, uh, understanding of accounting. It's the disciplines, right? You're learning the mm -hmm. disciplines. And so when we learn the disciplines of Christ and the way of life and eternal life and what that looks like and how you walked it out with righteousness and holiness, what does that mean? So you then begin this journey and then you, I know you have, you were involved with some overseas outreaches. You were, so you got involved and then through that process of ministering to people, when did it when did it turn affectionately towards children yeah. to the vulnerable when did that take place yeah i think it was always in my heart to say okay what do i want to do and just my heart continued to point just back to kids right mm -hmm. and so even when i met tim um and he started asking me out on dates i was like listen here's the thing yeah if adoption is not in your heart, like this cannot continue. Wow. Like, yeah, that's, that's huge. That's how serious I yeah, am about this. that's huge. I love it. And, um, and then through that, he's like, yeah, absolutely. He was, he's a missionary kid, 40 years in the mission field. His oh, parents wow. were. So like very it. different upbringing, right? Yes. And I think my husband and I had at that point had the first biological child and my oldest son and my uh, first adopted son. And... During that process, we said, hey, we have this one life and we can either make it count or we can make it comfortable. Wow. Right. And wow. so we were like, OK, um, we've got to figure this out. Let's you and I just like separately pray, separately fast, separately just seek the Lord for about a month. Yeah. And so we did. We just said, all right, God, we want to hear from you separately. Um, and if we come together and if it's in unity, we know that that is from the Holy Spirit, right? Yes, yes. And so we just sought the Lord. Of course, we prayed for each other and yeah, all of, of that course. stuff. Right. Um, and But it's a life mission. You were yeah. seeking a life mission. What we is our were, life purpose? Right. Together. Like, what do we do? Together. Like, together. Like, what do we do? Yeah. 
And we got back together and we were like, hey, what did the Lord tell you for the last month? And we both came back and said, he said to serve his kids, like to serve him through the children of the next generation. And so for the next couple of years, we went to all of these conferences that has to do, because in our minds, right? Taking care of the children, the least of these, the orphans were outside of the country. Like they were, they were international and they are, they are right. Um, but all these doors kept on closing and we were actually getting a little frustrated. We were like, father, we said, we said anything. Did we hear you right? (laughs) Yeah. Like what's going on? Um, but then the world of foster care opened up for us Mm -hmm. and we were like, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, wait, what's that? Right. It's here and in our own community and we didn't know about it. How many kids are? And it's, and it's gritty. There's yeah. something about, um, you know, our family and I, we've done a lot of work overseas. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I want to say there's some glamour to the idea of going overseas and yeah. you're doing missions and you're you're putting up programs and you're you're reaching mm-hmm. the vulnerable. And um, uh, it's not necessarily glamorous. It's it's still it's it's, it's, so much work. Yeah. it's a ton <laughs> of work. Yeah. Your hands are dirty. Yeah. Your heart is constantly being pulled. Um, mm-hmm. But to the point of foster care. Um, here in your own yard is somewhat, yeah. people are somewhat detached from that. Mm-hmm. I know even I was like never really thinking, oh, but why would I serve locally? Like in that capacity, I'm doing this over here. But to your point, um, I think it's somewhat more gritty because now it's like in your daily life. It's not mm-hmm. just you took a trip. Mm-hmm. Now it's your daily life because mm-hmm. it, yeah. it's all encompassing because it's chill, like children are all encompassing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, Absolutely. Yeah, we can't just, uh, yeah. you know, spend as much time we can for two weeks and then put them back on a shelf and like, oh, I'll come back to you. Yeah. Yeah. And we were actually willing to move. And and I, we have friends that we support overseas that work with children in yeah. various countries. We were like anywhere. Right. Right, right? right. Yes. But we just all those doors shut. And then when we started talking about foster care here in our own community, doors just kept on opening and we were like, whoa, wow. wait a minute. I mean, there's it was all green lights. <laughs> yeah. All green lights. Yeah, I just love for, it. For the short bit, right? Because a part of growing a nonprofit, part of growing a vision is also challenges. And there are stops. Yes, and, you know, yes, there yes. there's just things that happen, whether it from be spiritual or not. There's just yeah, things that happen. That's right. Absolutely. And so, yeah, um, we just kept on moving through the next door that the Lord would open. Okay. We, and we just kept on saying, Father, you open the door and walk, we'll walk through it. Yes. But we don't want to push the o- door open. Yeah, we just course. have to... Like you have to show us our next steps. So, this, so what yeah. you're describing is, um, uh, so it's a, it's a, it's a heart. It's a, it's, it's a heart for. So now you know what your heart is for, mm-hmm. right? And and you get the the warm excitement, the passion, the feeling of like, yes, this is what I I know I want to do. And yeah, to, to yeah. collectively, we're going to do it together. And and so God, what is it? The next step? And boom, He shows you the next step, and then the next one. And you just and the faith element is literally walking the next step to the next from you walk through one door mm-hmm. you have to go from this door and the next door is down the road you have to walk to the next one and as yeah. you walk it you're actually walking in faith and that's the equivalent yes. of walking in faith yeah. trusting the next door is already there and it's open yeah. yeah right yeah or just being like all right well it's just i mean i think hebrews says it right about how faith is something that we just hope for that's right and having confidence in the things that we haven't seen yet that's we just right. keep on walking through the next doors amen yeah and well said yeah and sometimes you feel like it's a shut door, so you just wait, and you're like, "What's going on?" And then it wait, it opens later, <laughs> right? Yes, that's and you're right. You're just like having that. I'm terrible at patience. I I like 
things now, right? Of course we do. And so just having that patience of like, no, I have to wait for God's timing. I can't push this down. That's good. I think that's really good. So at what year was it that you made the decision to... Um, so you went through the, the adoption process. Um, by mm-hmm. what year had you adopted your third child? So our, well, my third child is Berea. So she's our biological and okay. our, and then, and then David became our third child because he became our older than Berea. Okay. Wow. Um, I, I know that. there was like shifting. Yeah, some ordering. Yeah. Order, reordering, ordering. Reordering. Reordering. Which has always been a concern yeah. for our family. We're like, you yeah. know, we adopt like, okay, you know, what age would we adopt? Yeah. And yeah. does that mess with the birth order of our biological children and yeah. how do we do that right and but some of those things that just have to be because collectively as a family we're doing this together mm-hmm. as a family we're expanding our family together yeah and yeah. and hearts open minds open we need to do this together it can't be just mom and dad are doing this and kids need mm-hmm. to suck it up right right yeah well, that's such a good point too because i think one of the things that uh, tim and i were convicted of very early in our marriage is not necessarily saying like um we're just going to add to our family, but asking the Lord how he wants us to add yes, to our family. That's right. Like, it's not just like, let's try to get pregnant or not. I don't know, whatever right. people decide or whatnot. Right, right, but right, it was right. just like, Father, what do you want us to do? Like, how do you that. want us to add the next children? To our family. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it, so, well, I, I know that, I mean, I know that our God loves generation. He thinks generational. Mm-hmm. He sees things by the generations, right? And the Bible's constantly talking about um, the generations. And, and the one verse that I'm always reminded of is uh, he loves the righteous offspring mm. that come from righteousness, mm-hmm. the, the two people together who are walking and seeking God together mm-hmm. and uh, living out their lives together in righteousness. And he loves the offspring that comes from that. Mm-hmm. He loves their children that come from that yeah. and the grandchildren and so forth. Yeah. So so I think it's 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 a part of all of our our husbands and wives, but it's also part of your children's stories mm-hmm. of how they now will walk with the Lord second generation, third yeah. generation, fourth generation, right? Yeah. And so I think that's a very key thing that needs to be considered is um, the decisions that you made. Like you said, you and Tim made that decision. Well, to, to collectively, how are we, as a family, what kind of decision we're going to make as a family? Because mm-hmm. it will impact our children, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And, and together we got to walk it out without bitterness, without, you know, being angry that, you know, yeah. Why is mom All and dad the, doing this? Yeah, oh, what's happening? You know? yeah. Um, at what year was it that uh, agape, the the heart for agape, uh, agape came into your heart? Like, what year was that? When did that say this oh, is gosh, the year I'm going to do that's it? That's a great question. Um, well, Agape Ranch is celebrating our tenth year anniversary this year. Okay. So, as a nonprofit, it started in. Uh, 2014. Okay. Wow. Um, so that's yeah, 10 years. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I love it. Uh, however, before that, it wasn't a nonprofit. Agape Ranch was not even Agape Ranch, right? Because we're just saying yes to the next thing. Yes, of course. Right? We're just walking it out. Yeah. Yep. We're just saying yes eventually to the Eventually you put thing. a name on it. Yeah. Yep. And so um, as we were putting together a adoption event and as we started just doing, like I met with a program director and said, hey, what do you need here the most? And they're like, we need more adoption events. We need more respite. We need that's more. Good. So we just started creating creating, I just started creating these like programs and I was like, oh yeah, I can do that. I have church friends who can join me across the, you know, across the city who will do that and pastor friends who would do it with me. And it just kind of started that way. And, um, and then people started giving real money and they're like, are you a nonprofit? And I'm like, no, (laughs) we should probably do that. We're just doing this, you know, because I'm just saying yes to the next thing. Wow. And then, um, in 2014, 
we felt like, okay, our next thing has to be creating a nonprofit because people are actually wanting to give yeah, us money. They want to sew into yeah, it. They, they see it. what you're doing. They want to sew into the ministry, yeah, so which is so, which is so much of yeah. what Kingdom Heirs is about. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we want to use uh, the platform that we have in, in, in business as entrepreneurs and, and leaders, in the community yeah. to create resources so that we can uh, care for our families, sew into the local church. And then at that point, fund kingdom projects. Yeah. Caring for the least of these. And so orphans are the vulnerable are very much the least of these. Mm-hmm. So I think this is why I think it's when when you when you respond to the call um, and you just, you just keep saying yes. Well, at that point, uh, eventually the next thing is going to fall in line, which is people start handing you monetary support. Right. Here right. we go. I love what you're doing. This mm-hmm. is a fruitful. Uh, this is a fruitful endeavor. Uh, we see the fruit happening. Okay, now we want to be part of the blessing, and mm-hmm. we want to sow into this, yeah, into this uh, fruit that's happening, yeah, right? The multiplication. Yeah, yeah. You know, God, God, man, men and women deal in uh, addition, uh, but God deals in multiplication, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so He likes to multiply things, right? Yes. Or we like to yeah. add two things, but He mm-hmm. likes to multiply it. And mm-hmm. so, I think that's what's exciting about when uh, you know organizations and individuals want to come together and support mm-hmm. uh, the work like Agape Ranch. Yeah. yeah, so it's beautiful. I think yeah, it's great. I think it's uh, it's the heartbeat beat of Jesus and our God, and I think it becomes the heartbeat of people in the church, right? It's yes. T- caring for the vulnerable and the foster children and those who are fatherless or parentless are not yes. always on everyone's heart, but it's on people's hearts that the Lord calls. Yes. And as long as they continue to say yes, it's like, yes, we can do this as a community together. Wow. So, yeah. so um so well said. And it, and it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop. It's uh, the next the next round of people that that God is raising up uh, for batons to be passed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's what's wonderful about the older generation that's gone before us. Um, you know, they've walked things out in faith. They have they have you know great ministries, uh, just personal ministries. I mean, whatever it may be. When I say ministry, I mean, like the ministry of what they're doing mm-hmm. and the love of God as they do it. Yeah. Um, and then they want to find the next person that would come up. And the mm-hmm. mantle would be passed, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, or have running mates to come alongside and just run yeah. with them. I mean, just good mentors, right? Yeah. People are just in like, I can think of several pastors just in the community right now. Ken DeConing has always said, hey, listen, God's bill, God's will, uh, God's will, God's bill. Yes. I just say, um, and he's yes. always just been such a, like a spiritual father yeah. as far as saying, that. hey, you can do it. You can keep on doing it. Pastor Don Lavelle is another one who just yes. keeps on saying, hey, like just fathers yes. in, the, in the spiritual yes, sense that's to say, keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah. And it just kind of gives you the when it gets hard because it gets hard. Oh, it gets right? hard. Business, it's, nonprofit. It's hard. All the, it's all so the same. Hard. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. organizationally, yeah. it's all the same. I mean, yeah. it might might be filed. You might file different paperwork at the end of the mm-hmm. year. But in the end, you've got the same requirements of overhead mm-hmm. uh, employees. Uh, organizational, uh, operational policies, standards, Mm -hmm. like how do you do it all, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, no, uh, ministries are not um, somehow removed from structure and operational procedures and overhead, Mm -hmm. right? Which can be very stressful. Yeah. Uh, It just can be because it's the people part of everything. Yeah. It's the people part. Yeah. You know, work, learning how and to work together. <laughs> yeah. And you're accountable to your donors yes, and of you're accountable to, and you want to, you want to be good with it, you know, like yeah, good stewards because yes. part of it is like, I don't know how I would feel if it was a business. Maybe I'll be like, Oh, I'll just cut that loss. I don't know how I would feel, but I, I can't do that that's right. in a nonprofit. Like there is no cut the loss. No, um, that's right. or you have to make, even in the mistakes you make, it has to be 
make sense, right? Because yes. you are going to make mistakes yes, in anything. That's true. But it has to make sense. It's like we tried this and that this is why it made sense when we tried it it didn't work <laughs> but i think that's but, you, you know, know like it that's has a to great make sense. that's a great point yeah. you know um, people say well what's your business plan what's your strategy your yeah. marketing strategy what's your you know you know sales strategy whatever and mm-hmm. and um, it's a strategy to get us pointed in the right direction mm-hmm. right and right. and it's only as solid as the people who execute the strategy mm-hmm. right? right and so um, but course direction course correction is part of yeah, we call it pivot at yeah, Agape pivot. Ranch. Yeah, we, we, pivot we pivot quite a bit. Yeah. We teach our team how to pivot. COVID, pivot. Pivot, yeah. <laughs> That's right. So yeah. I, I want to I wanna ask for the sake of time, I want to ask about Agape Ranch, mm-hmm. uh, the vision of Agape Ranch, um, which I think is phenomenal. Uh, can you share with us what the, the intention of Agape Ranch is with the community that you're building right now and um, what the focus is, how people get involved with that? Sure. Yeah. So vision is that every child will understand unconditional love, agape, right? Yes, agape. And um, experience unconditional love and understand his or her value. So much of it with people in trauma, children in trauma is like, am I worthy of love and am I worthy of value? Do I have intrinsic value? Yes, you're worthy of love and you should understand what it feels like to feel valued. Yes. so we run programs and awareness all year long. We're constantly, you know, seeking out individuals and people as far as like church members and churches and pastors and organizations and um, business owners yeah. uh, to partner along with That's us right. to say, hey, uh, can we make a greater impact for the children, for God's kingdom, right? Because that. That they are the next generation. And not only that, it's like the trauma that's been incurred um, by them is not their fault, but they are. But they, they assume it. They assume that it's their yeah, fault. Though. It is. They take it on as if they did something yeah. wrong. And not only that, like they they feel it, and they they incur complex trauma. They incur yeah. all, and then rejection, and then their worldview is different. Yes, right. That's and right. so, part of it is like, yes, we one hundred percent. Uh, do therapy and we 100% support all the false we run like 16 awareness and programs through Agape Ranch which anybody can either help fund or volunteer at or pray over and all of that Um, and also to say but hey at the end of the day Jesus is the one who can truly heal every child. Yes, it's true. It's, you know, can we can it. we can do all the things. We yeah. can run all the great programs. Yes, they're all needed. They are. But man, every every program we pray over, every program that we just seek our partnerships with, hey, to say Jesus at the end of the day is the only one who can bring true healing. Yeah. An encounter with the Lord mm-hmm. is all we need. Yeah. To encounter him, to allow him in, mm-hmm. uh, literally floods our hearts floods our lives, floods our bodies, mm-hmm. um, and and it changes everything. Yeah, I've had that experience. You've had that experience. Mm-hmm. I know so many of the people listening or have that experience, but it's real, and it's not mm-hmm. just for us. Yeah, It's not for us. The Great Commission was to go into all the world, proclaiming the good news, yeah. baptizing and making disciples. Um, let's talk about discipleship. Mm-hmm. And this is it, and to help the vulnerable, care for the least of these and this is the tangible experience of what agape ranch is doing in our local community which i know will 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 spin off to many other communities as well Mm -hmm. this is like a model you guys are building a model and uh, talking about building you guys are building a a, literally a community of homes yes uh can you explain that a little bit of what that looks like and what that is yeah so there's 24 units that's being built um and i say units because not every 
every building is going to be a house. Sure. We're going to have a few duplexes and things like yes. that. Yeah. And it's going to be to support foster children and foster families. They can uh, it's reduce rent. They move in. They go through the application process. And the the thought is, right, we have these huge sibling groups that come into foster care. Yes. Brothers, and, sisters. Right. Yeah. And various ages. Right. And they're spread all across the state. So they're all taken. Right. They're all separated. Yeah. More trauma. Right. More trauma. Right. Yeah. And then I can't, I mean, I have five kids. I can't imagine them being separated. Right. Me neither. Yeah. And so to have to say, hey, you know, like, let's, let's put them in a community together, at least. Um, also, foster parenting is hard. Yes. Right. Because trauma causes chaos yes. um, and sometimes chaos is hard and sometimes you just need extra help and yeah. so you have a community of people agape ranch supporting you through their programs mm -hmm. because we do all these programs to support foster families adoptive families aging out youth is yes. another home yes. that will be on the ranch as the youth age out at 18 what do they do right yeah, hopefully and, not hit the streets. Right, which so many of them do. Which is do. what happens, yeah. Right, um, and so we want them to have a place to live. Of course, they can't They can't just like live there. Yeah. There's going to be- but it's transitioning right, into it's society, into right. whatever productive it is that society. they're- Yeah, being yeah. a, be a productive member of society, which I think is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, it's so intentional. It's very, very intentional. And one thing I'd note too is that these are not like, um, these are really nice houses. These are nice buildings you guys are putting up. It's mm -hmm. it's it's beautiful. The whole mm -hmm. campus is beautiful. Uh, it's actually just down the road from our facilities yeah. where we are too, which yeah. is really great. Um, so with with starting a ministry, um, you know, let's talk to the people who are listening now and uh, people there, they're hearing you. They're like, man, I've got a heart for 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 caring for people. I, I, I've always wanted to get involved in, in adoptive care. I've thought about going overseas and adopting, you know, a baby from China mm -hmm. or Russia or, mm -hmm. you know, somewhere else. And, and just so expensive. There's so many fees involved and and it's a worthy cause. Mm -hmm. And uh, and you you guys have been there, too. You've walked that journey. What kind of advice can you give to to a husband, a wife, a couple that's listening? Uh, they're in this journey. And they're not sure which way to pivot, which way to go. They feel like there's doors are closing, hearts are hurting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What what kind of advice do you have for them? Um, pray is the very first thing I would say. Hey, pray and ask the Lord how do how does He want them to grow their family? Because I think so oftentimes we just say, Hey, this is the way we're going to do it because it's just what we've been programmed to, or it's what we want. Yeah, that's good. But we haven't asked the Lord. How does he want us to grow our family? And if it's adoption through the state, call us at just look us up at agaperanch.org and call yeah. us. We'll have a conversation with you and allow you to kind of think through different options of like, hey, what would be the best for your family? We're never going to say do this. Yeah, that's because good. I mean, that's, that's between you and the Lord, right? And, and your, your spouse. Yeah, you got to walk that out together. Yeah, yeah. but we're going to say, hey, these are your options um, in the world of foster care and adoption and even internationally, like how that looks like or mm -hmm. even nationally through a private versus a, a state, right? There's options. Yes, that's right. Um, and just to kind of think through like what would be an option uh, that you can pray through because sometimes people can't pray something because they don't know it's an option for them. So well and said. So, yeah. That is so well said. Yeah. One of the best things you can do is talk to someone who's already walked the road before mm -hmm. you. Um, and and they've because they've they have a journey that you could at least look at their journey. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean it's exactly the way that, you know, they may walk it out themselves, but yeah. at least they can look at it like, ah, oh, that's how the dots started connecting. Yes, and the first dot, 
uh, that first door, we might say, you've got to walk through the door by faith and get to the next door. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's a faith journey. It really is Mm -hmm. a faith journey. And that's the whole point about having the interaction, the tangible relationship with Jesus Christ, right? We have to have a a daily interactive relationship, the Holy Spirit being uh, the breath and the wind of God in our lives and just speaking to us um, with wisdom and knowledge, judgment, discernment, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so those are the key things, I think, to your point of reaching out, seeing how other people have done it, and that at that point, they then can apply their faith. Well, if if God did it for them, if Mm -hmm. God's done it for Susan and Tim, surely he can do it for me. Yes. Right? I mean, I think that's the whole point of why we want to hear people's stories, their Mm -hmm. testimonies, what they were tested in, Mm -hmm. right? And a test is a testimony, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think that's so important. Um, How can people get involved with Agape Ranch? How can they help and be be a part of um, your fruitful ministry? Yeah, I mean, if you have a heart for the Lord and if you have heart for the children and you're like, okay, or even aged out youth, and you're like, how do I do this next step? Go to agaperanch.org and there's actually a form you can fill out for volunteering and you can click on whichever ones that sound interesting, at least find out more about it um, and go ahead and somebody will call you and and go ahead and start just volunteering and seeing which would, which would be the heartbeat. Or you can be like, you know what, I don't have time for this but right now, um, but I am just gifted with monetary means. You can go ahead and donate. And it'll, and then you can even say, I want it to go to here. But you know what's really helpful is general funds. And yeah. We can go put it wherever That's is so most true. needed. That's a great point. Um, or become a legacy maker, which is our monthly donors. Because, I man, I love we love uh, legacy makers as well because it allows us to be able to plan. It's like an operational budget. Right? And so now we have money flowing <laughs> yeah, in. We can exactly. actually operate and yeah. grow as God leads us. Yeah. That, that's a great point. Um, the uh, One of the first things I think is important is that if you have a heart for something like this mm-hmm. specifically, if you have a heart for adoption or a heart for uh, aging out youth, start putting your money into it. Mm-hmm. Because where our money is is where our heart is. Oh, that's good, yeah. And so mm-hmm. if if we're not if we if we talk a lot about it but we're not even supporting it mm-hmm. um it means your heart's not there. Mm-hmm. But if you're supporting it already financially, that means your heart is linked to it because our heart is linked to our money, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh so I think that's a great way for people to really start uh walking this out in faith, to start supporting mm-hmm. someone or supporting a group that's already doing this on a larger scale. And it all became started from two people, you know, one to two people that began and now it's something much larger. Right. Yeah. God is always yeah. bigger than ourselves. Mm-hmm. He loves us, but he's always mindful of the community around us. Yeah. He's always it's always about those that are around us as well. Yeah, and so his church, right? Yes, the church, yeah. the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, if someone is at the point where they want and they're ready to um, start a start, a, they, start an outreach, uh, start a nonprofit and say mm-hmm. this is what it's for. Um, what kind of advice do you have for persons who's walked similar road already? They're like, Susan, we're there. Mm-hmm. We're just saying yes to everything, and now we're like, uh, people are handing us checks for fifty thousand bucks. Uh, nice, want, yeah, but but <laughs> but we're not an organization. Yeah. So what you know what 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 advice do you have? Uh, tips on forming forming a nonprofit? Mm-hmm. Some practical tips on how you know how do you do that? Mm-hmm. Let's say they're in Missouri or they're in you know Tennessee or something, mm-hmm. another part of Texas. Um, what kind of advice do you have on that? Like how how do you do that? What 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 advice? And then. Um, is it uh, if people have business experience that, you know, if they've maybe they've ran an office or they've owned companies or something like that, you know, do they need practical business advice or pr- practice? Do they need practical business experience when you're operating a ministry? So yeah. first one is yeah. first one is yeah. how do you do how do you get started and, and sure. how do you is it similar or not? 
Yeah, I'm not sure about other states, but in Texas, at least, you have to form a nonprofit organization in the state of Texas and then work with the IRS nationally to make sure that then people giving money is actually a nonprofit, right? They get tax credit for it. Um, And so lots of paperwork. But it's not impossible. Just read, read everything because it'll yes. get rejected if you don't check that one box. Right. Yes, that's right. And so read everything and fill it in, send it in. It's not that difficult. And the fees you know? aren't, aren't it's crazy. Not, it's not crazy. Um, you just you just send it in and you should hear back within several months. You can you know check up on it and say, hey, what's going on? Um, and then once that's formed, then you're you're essentially a nonprofit and people can still start giving money to you, uh, your organization, and it's it's all tax deductible, which is great. Right. So, yeah. So so that's this. That's it. It is mm-hmm. rather simple. It's mm-hmm. kind of like forming an LLC. Yes. Um, just the next step is the interaction mm-hmm. with the IRS. So I think it's actually pretty easy. We'll, mm-hmm. We can even include a link in there. We're going to include all the Agape Ranch links uh, in our uh, posts as well. That way, how they can reach you oh, and the okay. website and everything yeah. like that. So that's all going to be in there. We'll talk about your current uh, the community project. So mm-hmm. that'll be linked in there. Um, also, uh, if people say, oh, well, I've never run a ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been running this business for however many years, but I have a big heart for this. Mm-hmm. Some people don't think they can cross over. Yeah. They just don't think they can cross over. Yeah. And is, is it, is it similar or is there some, I mean, do you think they can, yeah. like, what's, what's your thought on that? Yeah. The ministry part definitely crosses over, right? Because you're still, you know, whether it be you're accountable to your business partner or whatever, you're accountable to something. Right. Uh, for, as a nonprofit, we're accountable to our donors yes. and we're accountable, obviously, to the people that we serve. Right. And so those crossover, I think where it, is different because I was actually just talking to a business owner yesterday and he's trying to help with a nonprofit. The biggest crossover that's a little bit different is as a business trying to sell something, right? right? And it's a profit that you get. Um, And also it's a marketing strategy where you're like, hey, look how awesome our product is and you should buy it essentially. Um, Whereas in a nonprofit, we come from a a perspective of we get to serve the children. We get to serve our foster families. And we want your heart and your passion to align with our our, our mission, right? And so it's a little bit different in that now we're having we're we're telling a story of why why this is so important to the next generation of our children. So it's not so much that we're trying to sell a product. We're saying, hey, here's an opportunity for you to serve. Is this your heartbeat that the Lord has given you? It may not be, and that's okay. But if it is, then say yes to the Lord and join this, you know, mission that he has presented in front of you to to do. I like that. Yeah, it's important. I think that's the key thing, too, Mm -hmm. is, you know, when, when people come in, um, the heart behind uh, what you're doing is, I think, most important. Mm-hmm. Your intentions behind it, yeah. but then not just that; it's how you walk it out. Mm-hmm. You got to walk it out. And yeah. so, uh, to your point, you know, people uh, in in companies uh, sell products or services, mm-hmm. and then, and so your 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 focus then shifts to. Uh, this is what we're trying to accomplish. This is our mission. Mm-hmm. It becomes more mission focused, mm-hmm. uh, which the companies are very mission focused yeah. as well. But but it's how you implement it, mm-hmm. right? Because your 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 organization is literally to serve people yeah. in needs and distress. And so yeah. I think that there is a crossover, like you're saying, that you can cross over. Uh, I think people that have um, 
successfully run and operated companies, corporations, entrepreneurs um, typically have a big heart and they're very passionate people. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and God wants to work with, with people with those hearts for his kingdom as well. Yeah. And, and to, to see that no matter what we're doing, we are serving the king. Mm-hmm. And is it a good service and is it a good product? Yeah. And with that passion, you can do the same thing for what he's been knocking on your, your heart about. Mm-hmm. Of of caring for the least of these, yeah. you know, caring for the vulnerable, being an advocate. You know, there's a there's a scripture verse I, I don't remember where it is, but it talks about how, um, you know, someone taking and, and stealing an orphan's land, hmm. and okay. and and how uh, how God would would punish that man for taking from a vulnerable child mm. what was his, and somebody else came in and took took his land, took took what was his, took it. Mm. And it just, it, it, it fired me up to think, this is when I was a young, young, young person. And it just fired me up that I want to stand in the gap for those who are vulnerable. Yeah. I don't want someone to come in and take from a child who can't defend himself. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's a heart of, of, I think a lot of Christians and, um, and, and entrepreneurs and, and people that are just, they just love Jesus, um, is to stand in the gap for the vulnerable, which is what, which what you and Tim yeah. are doing and your whole organization are doing it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it's a worthy cause and I think it's a, a great cause that, um, uh, life's cause, I think to, to reach out to those that, um, don't think that anybody sees them anymore, mm-hmm. who don't think that they matter anymore. And they think somehow it's their fault that they're in their own situation. Mm-hmm. But actually, it's not. Yeah. Right. And so reaching in and helping them out of that situation and showing them the love of God, love of Jesus is so important mm-hmm. because it'll transform their lives, not just them, but for generations. Mm-hmm. It'll generationally transform yeah. You know, so I think it's beautiful. Yeah. So, uh, Susan, thank you for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. I'm glad that we got yeah. to chat and talk and share a little bit more about um, your story and, and what you guys are doing today presently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, if you guys liked what you heard today, uh, if you wouldn't mind, uh, like, subscribe and ring the bell. Um, we're going to make it possible for you to connect with Susan and Agape Ranch. Um, through the socials and through the links. Uh, If you guys would uh, share this with your friends as well. Uh, It's a great ministry. Uh, We, Megan and I, have been supporting it now for a few years. And so we're grateful to see the fruit that's coming from it. So uh, this is the heartbeat of Jesus, I truly believe, is to care for the least of these. And uh, Susan and Tim, this is what they're doing. Their team, this is what they're doing. And um, so I'm just glad you got to see a glimpse of of, of that today. We love you guys. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.